This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to the Athletic Football Show. I'm Robert Mays. Joining me today, it's my good friend Nate Tyson. Nate, how you doing, buddy? Doing very well. Uh, I love this show. I love the all pro teams. I love awards. <laughs> like honestly, one of my favorite things about sports. It really is. I as I'm a, an award sucker too. I, I, love I always have been. And we're movie guys, so I know you love that stuff too. I love I lists as well. Like so, because oh god, I, I came. I lasted thirty seconds before diving this in the board game community. Uh, people love making lists. Like they love what's your top ten, what's your top five two player game, and everything. That's why I'm a sucker for that. I'm like, oh yeah, list making. Talk about oh, which ones that we rank one through three. I'm all aboard. I always I love asking people, what's your like three favorite movies that like you're trapped on an island. What are the three movies you're going to bring with you? And I think that really gives some insight to some people. And I think so, same with this, same with like awards and lists. I do my top ten movies every year. I've done yep. it every year since I was. Like just out of college. What was your number one I, this year? Top Gun Maverick. I it was I the, the experience. It was the it experience was. going to the theater and the smile I had on my face the entire time. I can easily recognize that's not like the best movie I saw this year, but, but it was so my favorite movie experience this year. Most pleasantly surprised I've been by a movie in forever. Yes, and I, I, I went in thinking, oh, this will be fun. To like that was really enjoyable. And I, I, I completely agree with you. That made my top ten. It was my favorite, but I, I I'm right there with you. It just floored me. I just had such a great yeah. time at the movies, and, and yep. that's why I was my great time one, at the movies. Yep, I do yep. ten. I do list. I li- kept track of all the plays I ate this year, and also awesome. I worked for Bill Simmons for ten years. And <laughs> High Fidelity is one of my favorite movies. Like I am familiar with the list, and I am a fan of the list. <laughs> that's such a good point. We're talking about like movie experience, though. Like, going to, sorry, now I'm thinking about this. Uh, nope, is I was so pleasantly surprised by. Nope. I saw it at home. I'm, See, that I, was the thing. I, I feel it, bad about that. And I know this is like what everyone's saying about, oh, it felt like a Spielberg movie. Exactly. That's yeah. why it had the magic of Spielberg during that movie. I don't know. I pleasantly surprised. I went in. I was like, I love Jordan Peele. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This looks fun. Went in afterwards. I was floored. That, I think that was, I ranked it like number three of anything I've watched this year. But yeah, love list making, love movies. Let's do this. <laughs> That's what we're doing today. Yeah. Not a list, but awards. We're going to do our all pro teams today. So we were going to do this last week. We were going to do it. We're still going to do it over two shows. We're going to have some guests on, but obviously the schedule has shifted over the last week for very good reason. So it's just me, me and you. We're going to do an offense show. We're going to do a defense show. The defense show will be available while you're listening to this. Yeah. So both of these are going to be available at the same time. Please go check them out. Nothing super crazy about the formatting of this. We're going to do all the positions. We're going to do first and second team. I think this is the actual way the all-pro team is structured. Did you just do three receivers? Because that's what I did. Yes, I did three receivers. So they had a flex for a couple years. That is gone now. It's just three receivers. I did a right guard and a left guard and a right tackle and a left tackle. Did you also do that? Ooh, let me see. I think it actually just ended up working out that way. Let me see. Uh, I probably should have talked about this before. Uh, yeah, we should. No, actually, okay, no. So, oh my god, I actually think it worked out that way as well. Uh, like left that's guard, perfect. Yeah, left guard, right guard, left tackle, right tackle. Kind of, you probably did it subconsciously without thinking about it, but that's how I, I structured I mine. Did. I did a right guard and a left guard, and and the same for the tackles. It's it actually. Now that I look at it all, yes, that's exactly what I did. Perfect. Do you want to do quarterbacks first or last? Because we got to decide. 
You want to do last? last. We'll keep Let's people hanging last. around. Dude. Yeah. Okay. You got to hear our left guard talk if, if, if you want to get to the quarterbacks. That's the rule with this show. <laughs> I think that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about some uh, guards pulling and, and penalties accumulated before we talk about uh, <laughs> EPA per <laughs> drop back and total yards. Let's start with running backs, though. This one, there's a lot of names that I want to get to. Uh, let's start with you. Who is your first team all pro running back? First team all pro running back, and I, I went with the the yards leader. I went with Josh Jacobs, and I just think he's had a tremendous season, and, and really in the second half of the season, he leads the NFL in yards and uh, rushing yards and total yards over two thousand and sixteen games. So he came to do the whole seventeen game bit. Yeah, um, also he's, same, he's second team to me, by the way. So we can okay. talk about this. Okay, also at the same clip uh, as Chubb of five yards per pop. Um, you know that's another guy I considered in this. Uh, his first downs per rush. 27.9% leads all running backs. It's fourth highest among running backs with 300 more rushes since 2012. That's a great and, set. I had the 27.9, but I did not know how yeah. of a, much of an outlier it was. That's incredible. It's, yeah. And even if you drop to 200 rushes, so you don't get all those kind of bell cows in there, it's six highest. Like, so he's had a fantastic year, uh, contract year, always gets that boost. Um, the I formation offense really unlocked him. Uh, they want so much I formation this year. He's a traditional I formation back, complete three down back. The, also the gap have- runs and zone runs distribution was really interesting. Yep. If you, PFF splits them up now, which is a nice little handy tool. Uh, I mean, they were a majority gap running team this year, and I think that might have been big for him. It's just a different way of running and it unlocked him a little bit. Absolutely, because he he likes to stay inside and then go out as opposed to zone, which is more outside and then come mm-hmm. in. And that that's just a simple difference with those. And yeah, I agree with that. And that's the under center. That's the eye formation stuff. He would be he's probably one of the best duo runners in the league because of that. It's downhill. He goes a gap out, just like gap scheme and power. Also helps. I'm not going to lie. We you have to consider these things. Helps to have Devonte Adams giving them some soft coverages on first and second down. So I do want to acknowledge that. But Josh Jacobs has taken it and run with it, pun intended. I mean, just the other thing is 90 first downs. The next highest is Chubb and, and Justin 65. Fields. Actually. 65. That's, I, I had the That's exact same stat. significant. That's, That's huge. He has 90 huge. rushing first downs. No one else has more than 65. That's so that's huge. an accumulation thing. Yep. I think the two stats that jump out to me that go beyond the volume, ninth in the NFL and yards after contact per attempt, so nice. right up there with some of the best yep. guys in the league, he led the NFL in missed tackles forced, according to that, BFF. So even if yep. it's volume and even if the looks are good, he's still making the most out yes. of the runs that he's being given. Yes. And the other stat that you mentioned, 2,000 scrimmage yards on the season in 16 games. In the past 20 years, 30 players have done that. Okay. 26 of them were first or second team all pro. That's a good stat right there. That's so a nice the only ones mark. who weren't. Okay. Tiki Barber in 2006, <laughs> and that's because five guys did it that year. In 2006? Danian Tomlinson, Larry yep. Johnson, Frank Gore, Steven Jackson, Tiki Barber. Wow. Tiki Barber also in 2004 did it and was not first or second team All-Pro. Tiki Barber really getting screwed over here. <laughs> and then in 2003, Duke McAllister and Amon Green did not get it. Five guys also did it that year. Jamal Lewis, Danian Tomlinson, Priest Holmes. Wow. I loved what you said 2006, and then you heard, said Frank Gore. He's <laughs> playing like last year. <laughs> the guy's playing last year running back. Yeah, that, that was the name I wasn't expecting. No, that's It a happens great, about great once stat. a year now. And yeah, so last year, right. Jonathan Taylor did it. The year before, Derrick Henry did it. The year before that, Chris McCaffrey did it. All those guys were first team all pro. So yep. I have him at second team because I think the guy at first team has just influenced the game in more ways. And I had Christian McCaffrey as my first team all pro yep. running back. 
So CMC is my second team all pro running back. And I'm actually really glad to hear you say this. I actually thought you were going to go maybe go Chubb on one of these. So. I love Nick Chubb. I think Nick yep. Chubb is the best pure runner in the league. I've thought that for a long time. Nick Chubb has had a fantastic season. You could easily yep. put him on here if you want to. Yep. My McCaffrey argument is multi-pronged. Okay. He's third in the NFL in total scrimmage yards behind mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry. So the volume and the normal production has yep. been there. Yep. But then you look at some of the underlying stats and the overall influence. Fourth in total rushing EPA, total, among running backs. Sixth in the percentage of his runs with eight or more guys in the box. So he's efficient while running into what bad looks? looks because yes. of how heavy the personnel that Niners team uses and what Carolina did. He is third in yards per route run among running backs. So his when he is a pass catcher, he's yep. been dominant. The number one thing for me, though, is the transformational element to what the Niners have been yep. on offense. When he has been on the field, they average 0.26 EPA per dropback. That's Mahomes. Yep. When he's not, it's 0.01. That's Ryan Tannehill. There it is right there. The, you feel it. The gravity yeah. plus his own production. And then all a lot of a lot of the counting stats and the traditional stuff you yep. want to see is there. So I just think that the overall impact he's had on the game – even if it hasn't been a full season with San Francisco, that's why he gets the nod to me. I just think yep. he hits from so many different levels. I know. I love it. I, like I said, he was my second team. Uh, it was between him and Chubb, but then I started looking, you dive more and more, and this is where and this is where the league is, and this is just the value of a, a football player as opposed yes. to just running back. Um, I brought up the stat the other day. We were gushing about him in this 49ers offense. You know, since he's been with the 49ers, the first downs per route is is the right in between Devontae Adams and AJ Brown, which is insane for a running back. Uh, yeah. Easily that even if you include the numbers with the Panthers, tops backs and first downs per route, you're gonna hear me talk about first downs per route a lot in the show. So get ready, everybody, strap in. Uh, but I just even just like you say, counting stats. Um, this is very comparable to his 2018 year when he was AP uh, uh, second team All Pro and second best season overall up until this point. But this year, just looking at counting stats, he has more yards and first downs than Gabe Davis, more yards and first down than MVS, more yards and first down than Marvin Jones, Tyler Higbee, Dalton Schultz. Those guys are number twos, number threes in passing attacks. And on top of it, he's top 10 in rushing yards and first downs per rush. He, his numbers basically match Travis Etienne. So you have Travis Etienne in the run game and Gabe Davis in the pass game. Okay, that's an extremely <laughs> that guy's pretty valuable. valuable player. <laughs> so remember when Le'Veon Bell was with his whole contract stuff and he was talking yeah. about, oh, I'm a number. Th- what CMC is is what Le'Veon Bell thought he was. Like Le'Veon Bell was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock him, but that is what the – Also if, one of those like, guys that had 2,000 scrimmage yards in a season, 2014. Right. There you go. So first like but that – it'll probably accumulate hundreds of first downs too by himself. But that that's the thing is this guy's value, CMC's value is, is – like that's where – not every dollar on a running back is the same dollar because that's what this guy's value brings. He He's so dynamic at both the pass and run game. If you uh, just took his 49ers stats and put them over 16 or 17 game season, they would be, be insane. Of course, you can't do that. We might see it in the future. But what he's doing right now, don't. I'm not even batting an eye that you put him at first team because I put him at second team. And it was pretty easy once I started diving more into the numbers. Which is the influence. The influence yep. is what does it for me and just kind of puts him over the top. Honorable mention, we met, talked about Nick Chubb. I think he's yep. the first guy off this list, in my opinion. I have Saquon. I think you have to mention him. Fourth in yards from scrimmage this yep. season. He's the most targeted player on a team that's top 10 in passing DVOA. He has been so, <laughs> so central to, to what the Giants have been. I just Good think these guys... Back. 
Yeah, and he's a very good player. I just think these guys above him have had special seasons. Derrick Henry has had a really good year. Derrick Henry's work in the passing game. He's, I believe, first in yards per route run among running backs this season. So he's really added some value there. I I still just, again, think those other guys are one step above. And the last guy I wanted to mention, Austin Eckler has 18 touchdowns. And Austin Eckler is so incredibly important to that entire offense for the Chargers and what mm-hmm. he does in pass protection, what he does as a pass catcher. He's the most targeted player on that team. So I, those four guys I wanted to mention, even if they don't quite break into this group. I literally have the same four. <laughs> and <laughs> same thing. <laughs> so funny. So in that order, actually, I, well, I would, I would Barkley then Chubb. But but with uh, Austin Eckler, that same argument that I'm just talking about with CMC, same thing with Eckler. It's maybe about 90% of that. Uh, but still, how important he is to the offense, numbers-wise, just watching how that offense unfolds. Same exact discussion right there about value, what he brings to the offense. And yeah, Saquon, having Saquon healthy and back has been a lot of fun this year. It's been one of my favorite things to watch throughout this season, uh, especially on that Giants offense. And yeah, like I, I, I like you brought up Chubb and Henry stuff as well. All right, let's get to receiver here. Yeah. Pretty easy first two guys, first team. Just I don't think there's even a lot to talk about. I think Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill are credited in pen, undeniable, Clear. unanimous first team yep. all pro guys. I, you won't even put like throw out any stats. Like Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the league. Yeah. He what he's done this season. <laughs> my, my bullet point is the best receiver in the game. <laughs> that, that's all I have. I mean, what else do you want to say? Justin Jefferson is up there in so many efficiency metrics. He leads yep. the league in receiving yards. He's double teamed at an astronomical rate and still manages to be productive. I believe he leads the league in receiving first downs this season. I mean, everything you want to see from a player you're getting from Justin Jefferson this year. Tyreek Hill is averaging 3.32 yards per route run. Is the second best mark since PFF started tracking the stat in 2008. I was going to say it was the best since 2012 uh, because I I went through true media. (laughs) So that's just Uh, absurd. Do you see all the receivers above seven? Or above uh, three yards per route per routes run. Three it's yards like Julio per route. five times. Yeah, it's Tyreek Hill. It's 2019 Kittle. I included tight ends on my 2016 Julio, 2021 Cooper Cup, 2017 Julio, 2015 Julio, and 2021 Debo Samuel was the wow. other one. That was yeah, above that three. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Super a lot yeah. of big plays from Debo last year. <laughs> yeah, a lot uh, of jet sweeps. <laughs> Tyreek Hill has been targeted on nearly a third of his routes. <laughs> which leads the NFL. He's so central to that passing yeah. game that was really successful all season. And again, just structurally what he does to opposing yep. defenses and what he allowed Miami's offense to be the bones of it. I, only one player can do that. So I, yep. I think that he belongs right there with Justin Jefferson to me as two first team guys that are kind of undeniable. Who is your third first team receiver? So I was doing a, this doing a is hard research. Yes. The, I, I got torn between two guys. So, and I kind looking of at, two. I guess sort of three. I was looking at stats and uh, weird and for the show and looking at cover two and cover six rates and the teams that face the most cover two and cover six on first and second down. And why that matters is because that means their defenses are very aware of receiving options the team might have. The teams that face the most cover two and cover six are the Vikings, the Dolphins, and this last team, the Raiders. Which yeah. is Devontae Adams is my my third choice for first team All Pro. Um, counting stats, third in yards, first fourteen touchdowns. You know, leads the league in touchdowns, which should never ever be waved away. That's something I, I find very interesting. Now that we're getting all these guys trading and moving teams in their prime, is that translate? 
translates is receiving yes. touchdowns in the red zone. That's why I like the Lave, even though he only has three touchdowns so far. He was smaller, but he had really good red zone skills and find that feel in the pocket or feel in the end zone. But I'll, I'll just spoilers going between what who I was deciding this last one between was Devonte Adams and AJ Brown. And I this was AJ Brown. Okay. And this is one of my toughest calls. And looking at all the stats, they're almost identical. First downs per route, they're only 0.2% away. They're 15th and 16th. Yards per route run, they're 4th and 5th. Explosive receptions, 32 and 30. Like I think they're 3rd and 4th. They have the exact same explosive reception per route run at 5.6%. They have the same exact 3rd and 4th down metrics. They have the exact same A dot. Like these two, <laughs> this one was really hard for me. I ended up going with Devonta Adams. I would not be like perturbed if someone said aj brown because i that was my original answer and this is one i probably switched for my gut instinct but going with Devonte adams has still kind of like maintained that level as being on the podium as one of the best receivers in the game um still was that even if sometimes the raiders were up and down this year great stats he had more targets than aj brown but also but it was still just as efficient as aj brown uh, on top of all the normal box score stats so i went with Devonte adams I totally understand that he yep. was on my second team. He was very close. I have AJ Brown just because I do like telling the story of the season with this yep. kind of stuff. And I think that AJ Brown going to Philadelphia and really unlocking them and unlocking Jalen hurts yep. is a huge story this year. Absolutely. Plus all the things he's done in the production that he's had. Yep. So a number I think is really interesting is that against man coverage this season among players with at least 50 targets, AJ Brown leads the league in yards per route run. He's like sixth in team target share on yeah. those plays. When they had man coverage this season, they threw it to the really good guy. And right? he was dominant. Football like, can be just simple. Dominant. <laughs> and it's really that. And that it was that simple because he was there. Yep. And then a couple of the other stats that are really, you see it when he was playing this year. And it's the element of his game that I just didn't expect to see what he has done down the field yeah. outside the numbers on contested catches is crazy. Mm-hmm. The only player with more than five deep contested targets this year with a higher catch rate than AJ Brown is T Higgins. That's who T Higgins is. That's we didn't T Higgins. Think yeah. That's, that's how he makes T- money. AJ Brown was <laughs> no. And AJ Brown has done that. And nope. he's fourth in the NFL in yards per route run still fifth in yak per reception over expectation this year. So you're getting the jump ball stuff and you're getting the normal AJ Brown stuff plus traditional counting stats plus how he's transformed an offense. That's why I just gave him the nod, but I totally understand putting Devontae Adams in there. You could still make an argument that Devontae Adams might still be the best receiver in the league on a down to down basis. And man, it was so last, I love, we we both really early like we're like, hey, this AJ Brown guy is really fun. You know, this this yak monster. Remember when like, I took him fourth in the non quarterback draft two years ago, and people thought I was insane, insane, insane. And and I thought that God, that's right. I love those drafts too. I can't wait for that show too. But this was I my thing with AJ Brown was I was like, man, how is he going to translate into this offense? I, he's such a good player, but man, is that always his skill set? And that last year, he came back from injury against the 49ers. So I want to say it was a Thursday night game. It was and a Thursday night game. He had a couple contested catches in that game. And I remember the light bulb kind of turning on. I was like, oh, maybe he's just really, really fucking good at everything. <laughs> and that's always been in the back of my mind. And he goes to the Eagles. I'm like, still had that kind of like, mm, maybe is it going to fit perfectly? doesn't matter. He's just he's just dominant. He's just yeah, so, he's just so good. The, yeah, For me, it was that was, Ravens playoff game. That Ravens yeah. playoff game in Tennessee with him against Marlon Humphrey. I was like, this dude's the truth. Like, yeah. I don't, there's nothing else I need to see. He is a top, top level receiver. 
Yes. And th- so that's why I know between these two, I, I, you can't pick a bad answer, which is, I mean, that's awesome that we are this deep at just, we're, we, we, we can, you can nominate four or five guys as like, a, not just as first team all pro, but just saying that they're among the best receivers in the game. And I think that's so much fun um, seeing that. So I, I, he's my, he was on my second team. This was one of my, who are your other calls. second team guys? My other second team guys. Let me scroll down. Because these were this my my okay. third guy on the second team. That was, I think, my toughest call that I had on this whole thing. I know it's yeah. So Stefan Diggs, which I thought was pretty easy. I also have Stefan Diggs. I yep, think that's easy. Good player, fifth in yards, fourth and first downs per route, second for among receivers if over five hundred routes, only behind He's Tyree. Fifth in EPA per target, despite yep. the volume. Other guys in the top five, it's like Dallas Goddard, a lot of number all, two receivers. A lot of tight ends, for him yep. to be as an efficiency monster while being the number one target and one of the best yep. passing offenses in the league. The fact that he didn't crack the first team tells you about the first team. He his and always scores. Like another guy that red zone touches, like he's so good in the red zone because he just has that feel. I don't know. Like with him, when he's the field so shrinks, it doesn't bother him. He, nope. he works he's, he works in those condensed spaces very well. And you he's a guy, he's like Cooper Cup in a way where he, you could ask ten different people, how tall was he? And you'd have 10 different answers because he moves sometimes like a five, nine guy and then plays big, like a six, two, six, three guy. So true. But he's one of those guys. Six like foot. He, I mean, he, yeah, he, six is, foot. he is but, not a big man. No. And you see him play sometimes. You're like, are you six, three? Cause like just his ball skills and everything. But yeah, so he, he was an easy call for me. Um, and then AJ Brown was the other one. And then the third one was CD lamb. And this was another tough call between him and Jalen Waddle for me. This was the one I had to decide between, but I went with CD lamb. Counting stats, seventh in yards, fifth in catches. He's sixth in football outsiders DYAR, which can be nice. He has some noise sometimes, but I like that stat. Sixth in first downs per route. You jumps to fourth with players over 500 more routes. Half his snaps are from the slot. So even if we wanted to nominate one slot receiver, boom, got it right there. And seventh in yards per route. I think CD, CD is a very, very, very good player. I don't think he's that S tier of a player, but a tier of a player that next one down, but I love him. I love his game. I love that power slot type. He's physical. He's so smooth. He's a good route runner. He's got good, solid hands, catches in space. I think he's had a great year. He's really kind of taken another step forward. I'm excited to keep watch him and Dak continue to play, but he's my second team all pro this year. I think he's gotten a lot better beyond just being the number one receiver in that offense this year. I think that he's gotten more physical. I think that there are elements to his game that I I really feel like he's taken two or three steps off from where he was even a year ago. He's better on the outside. That's what I've noticed is uh, he's he's better in the slot though. Even his, like some of the ways he can sell different routes and like some of the double moves from the slot or return routes. I I just feel like I've been really impressed with him this year. He leaving him off was the hardest decision that I made. Okay. When I did this originally, when I, again, just gut feel, he was the third guy on my second team All-Pro. It was Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb. And then I started digging into the numbers, and I put Amon Ross St. Brown on there. I, I actually, I would have been willing to bet this. <laughs> if I, if I, and I actually have a stat for him, so I'm actually excited that you're going to talk about him. All right. So the only players with more first down receptions on third down this year are Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Against man coverage on third down. Gotta have it moments. 24% of his routes have turned into first downs. It's the best Mm -hmm. in the league. Mm -hmm. He is sixth in the league in yards per route run. He also has the second highest target percentage per route run in the NFL after Tyreek Hill. 
how central he has been yep. to a passing offense that has been, according to EPA per dropback, the most efficient passing offense in the league over the second half of the season. I just wanted to acknowledge that I, no, and put I him on it. there. I, I'm fine with it. So that was one where after I really dug into it, I was like, you know what? I'm putting him in there. He he's my number one honorable. Oh, Waddle is my number one honorable mention, and then he's second. Same exact things. He high leverage situations. He's probably one of the best in the game at, at a third downs. And they everyone knows the ball is going there. Opposing teams study yes where, where the ball goes on third and fourth down. He's first in first downs per route on third and fourth down. Uh, like it's it's him, Chris Olave. Spoilers, he's going to be up here pretty soon. And then third, Justin Jefferson. Like, it's a pretty good list. <laughs> and the other thing with him and why I liked him coming out of college was he was a power slot, even though he's a little shorter. He's just so strong in there. I undersold how smooth he was and his ball skills and everything, his feel for space. That's why they dial up so many plays for him. But him, I know we're going to talk about all the stats, but I have to because this is our show and it's me. Him as a blocker is I actually have a stat about him as a blocker. Of course. Okay. <laughs> so, because he's a power slot, I had a tweet cooked up for this, but then I didn't. I was too lazy to look for cut uh, for plays for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you one of my tweet uns, unsent tweets, one of my draft drafted oh, tweets right here. <laughs> digging through those would be an adventure. Oh God, there's some bad ones in there. Uh, so when he's in the slot and blocking, uh, I'm sorry, when he's not on the field or he's outside, uh, lines up outside, the Lions' run success rate is 36. percent When he's in the slot. And as a blocker, it jumps up five percentage points to forty-one percent. Wow! So they go from like a tw- like twenty-fifth ranked run runs run team just by success rate to a top ten-ish run team when he's just blocking from the slot. Interesting. That's value. <laughs> so all the receiving stats, he's amazing. He's one of the best third down, fourth down, red zone uh, receivers in the game right now. But on top of it, he's just a valuable player on other downs as well. No, he's a, he's a hell of a player. My honorable mentions, we talked about CeeDee Lamb. He's first. Jalen Waddle is second. Jalen Waddle is a really, really good player. And yeah. in most other years, with most other contours of the position, Jalen Waddle would absolutely be on this list. Absolutely. One other guy I wanted to mention is Jalen Waddle's college teammate. Devontae Smith is such Devontae a good Smith. player. Yes. I, I don't, if, again, I think that he's a step down from these guys that got on, but I, I think he's had such a good season. I didn't want to have a celebratory podcast where we talk nope. about the best players at positions and not at least mention him and- in some way. And it's a shame Jamar Chase couldn't be healthy the whole year. Yeah, because his numbers and that happens. Are, there are going to be some of those guys on this list. His numbers, his efficiency numbers are off the chart <laughs> if you just played the whole year. But same. Um, no, I'm glad uh, Devontae Smith was on my honorable mentions as well. Uh, I love Devontae Smith. I love his game. He's one of my f- legit – and I, you guys hear me talk about favorites and everything. Legit Devontae Smith is one of my favorite players at any position in the league. Not just like sneaky favorite like me talking about blocking receivers. Talking about legit, I love Devontae Smith because he puts on a route running clinic every single week. And body control just, is what does it for me. Insane. And it, it's awesome. I love the Slim Reaper. <laughs> I, 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 I'm very excited to see him take another step forward because he's just, he's, he's just so, so good. And so, yeah, he's honorable mention for me as well. Tight end, first team. We don't have to talk about this very much. <laughs> I- Travis Kelsey. That was it's pretty easy, right? He has 76 receiving first downs this year. Only Justin Jefferson has more. Mm-hmm. 52.4% yeah. of his targets have resulted in a first down. Dallas Goddard is the only player in the league that's higher. Dallas Goddard yeah. has half as many targets. Exact same right? Or exact same uh, stat. <laughs> it's, it's insane. If, if volume and efficiency are typically opposite of one another, negatively correlated, the fact that Travis Kelsey has twice as many targets as Dallas Goddard 
and he's right there in that number is absolutely crazy. 52% of his targets are first downs. Think That's about insane. that. That's insane. Like, usually I go Gaga or anyone's over 50%, and he's doing it at, what, 100? I think there's only three players last year over 50%, and all of them had, like, it was like Byron Pringle, Dallas Goddard, and one other guy, and they all had, like, 60 to 70 targets. He's doing it with over 100 and something targets. <laughs> that's that's absurd. He's done it on 145 targets. He is sixth in the league in targets, and these are his efficiency numbers. It's absurd. The passing game of the most efficient passing offense in the league while playing with the best quarterback, spoiler alert, he still is the centerpiece of it as yep. a receiver. So yep. uh, you deserve credit for that, and I think that's important. So that's what important. he has done is remarkable. He is an historically historically great, just, absolutely ridiculous player. Just keep waiting for the for him to take another you know step back, and then just he's keeps, my keeps age. Tick- I know, and he. Did- and that's some of those things where it's like, oh, he'll get banged up soon. He's just getting, you know, nope. They and they found a way to tweak his snaps a little bit, keep him fresher for, throughout the games. Like, yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's he's such a fun watch. He's, he drives Kelsey's actually two years younger than me, but he is in his mid thirties, the same way that we are. So he's my age. It was I've I've told the story before, but seeing him at Coachella and being like, you know what, we are fucking thriving, me and you, mid thirties, we're doing great having a great time that so this season he's had combined with that i really has been uh it's been soothing to me it's been, it's been very that's rewarding amazing. to watch <laughs> that's amazing all right second team this was hard that there aren't a lot of options this year no. guys have been hurt guys have lost some time you know mark yeah. andrews has not been as productive as he has been in years past who's your second team tight end I went with George Kittle. So did and I. I know. And that's maybe not fair to Hawkinson, you know, but I don't know. It just, there's, like you said, there wasn't a ton of options here. Like that, this was a very short honorable mention. Hawkinson's list, but, a good player, but I, I but just think that the, the, not all the efficiency stats for Kittle and <laughs> yeah. just how explosive he is, what he still does after the catch combined with yep. the blocking. I, yeah. I just, I have to put him on there. Hawkinson Absolutely. and Goddard are my honor, honorable mentions. Goddard, I think, has a chance if he doesn't get hurt. I think exactly. this would be his year to get there if he doesn't get hurt. I mean, he yep. all the efficiency numbers, Yak over expectation per reception. He's ahead of George Kittle. He is the leader in the NFL in EPA per target this season. I mean, Dallas Goddard, when he was involved in the game, did the good. most with his touches, and he's a good blocker. Yep. So I he might have gotten it if he hadn't gotten dinged up. But when you miss that many games, I think it's just hard. Yeah. That's Kittle missed a couple, but Goddard missed five, I think. Yeah. And and no, I, I'm glad you're Give him the love to Goddard because he is such a good player. It's just that he kind of gets he gets kind of fourth rung sometimes in that offense. Um, but no, no, damn good player. The I, amount of I good players on the Eagles is insane. It's insane. I mean, we're spoilers. There's more. There's more on my list. <laughs> there will <laughs> coming. be more coming. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I think with Kittle, dominant blocker, underlying numbers aren't like not to his highs, but not many. <laughs> many are in the, the historical realm of tight end production, but he's still an overwhelming force out there. You just watch him this last month. It's not even a recency bias, just this whole year. Anytime he catches the ball, it can turn into a touchdown. And on top of it, he's setting the edge on legit DNs and outside linebackers. Like he he's overall just one of the best players in the league. I, I went with him. I gave him the gave him the nod. That touchdown he scored against Washington where he takes it vertical that outside of the structure of the play because he sees that space and scores a 50 yard touchdown. The amount of tight ends doing that is maybe zero. No. Yeah. The, the awareness, the explosion, all of those things combined. Uh, there, are, I don't know if there's another guy at the position who's doing that no. the way that he I mean, can. No. No. 
Like Kelsey, Kelsey is Kelsey a very good player, but Kelsey is Kelsey's not moving like George Kittle's moving. I, I no. hate to say it. I hate to tell you. Kelsey, uh, yeah, he's he's more that intermediate range. He's not taking the top off on a seam route. Yes. <laughs> Splitting safeties like that. Yeah, maybe there's a world where Kyle Pitts sees the game that way one day, yeah. but that's he doesn't right now. So no. I think that is a one-of-one one play, and George Kittle's the guy that's making it. Left tackle. Who is your yeah, first team all pro left tackle? Andrew Thomas from the New York Giants. And he's my second I, team. Okay. Did he he didn't make a Pro Bowl, which uh, I have no uh, idea who made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I uh, should. <laughs> I, I barely even looked those up. But they he's sent it to me. Um really look at left tackles throughout the league and you're kind of like, okay, there's a lot of good, but maybe not that exceptional, exceptional level. There's a couple, but well, it's also been a weird year for left tackles. Trent Williams has been hurt. Bakhtiari has been hurt. So that class that we were used to has kind of faded out a shift there, but not just because those guys got hurt, like Trent Williams, of course. And we'll talk about them in a sec, but I was going to say, Andrew Thomas has ascended to that, that podium level of top left tackle in the game, true blindside protector, um, complete player, strong, athletic, and long, so the longest arms you'll ever see, but a true blindside protector. And what we picture a left tackle playing like, that's Andrew Thomas right there. Um, I've talked about it. Not only just So the run game, when he came out, I kind of had some hesitations. I was like, man, you know, some guys are getting to the edge on him. He's gotten better, uh, which is last year he was getting better. And this year Halfway he's just Halfway through true. his rookie season. I thought he was going to be a bust. <laughs> it, we, people were terrified. It, it yeah. seemed like it was trending that direction. And now he's my second team all-pro left tackle. I think he absolutely deserves it. I, I mean, yeah. In he's, both areas. He's, he's a good run blocker. He's a very good yep. pass blocker. One of my favorite things he does, and this is so small, but his understanding of the intention of the play is so pronounced. The way that he's influencing guys upfield or just little things yeah. he does within the offense is it's so obvious how smart and in tune he is. Yes. And I did a story about that entire tackle class coming out. I remember talking to him coming out of Georgia and was very impressed by him. And yep. so seeing him put it all together has been awesome. And he, he absolutely has. And I also yeah. this is another one for me. So this is a story of the season thing. Like this yeah. is a top 10 offense. This is a team that made the playoffs and this is a true blue elite player on yep. that team and I, that's just something that i think should be recognized and and i, I talk about it when I, we they do all the, that play action stuff the under center play action stuff and he gets put on an island over and over and over play yeah. actions helps out the offensive line but the left one of the tackles is gonna be on an island unless you kind of manipulate some things how they do it they just say hey bud you got it we used to be able to do that in wisconsin because we had Joe Thomas, and then Gabe Karimi, and then Ricky Wagner. We had guys getting drafted over over and over. NFL, don't really lean into it too much unless you got a dude out there that doesn't need help. They can do it. They can do it over and over, and you barely see a guy winning when they have a true island on him. He He's a fantastic player. More people should kind of really recognize. When you watch the Giants in the playoffs, watch that watch that blindside spot. He is, totally. He's a really fun player. I think he's only been penalized like twice on the entire season. Yep. Zero times as a pass blocker. I was going to say another thing that he's improved on. Just everything, everything. He's just, he's really good. <laughs> the only knock I would say he is if all the tackles in the NFL that have played at least eighty percent of their team snaps, so full time left tackles, he's at the bottom of the league in true pass sets, just because of how much play action they play use. Action. But what you said about yes. his role in their play action game, I think, yep. is a very very good point. He was second team for me when I again when I did this initially, I put him in first team. And then I went back and I watched a couple Larry Mitunsel games from this season. Okay. 
Tunsil's my second team, so just swapped. I think right now he is in a world where Trent Williams has been hurt and Bakhtiari has been banged up this season. I think he was in a class all by himself as a pass blocker. I went back and I watched the games against the Browns and against the Cowboys. Okay. Not a ton of one-on-one snaps against Garrett or Micah Parsons. Uh, with the Browns, they chipped a little bit, and they use Garrett on the other side a lot. And then with Micah Parsons, he moves all around. But he won pretty much all of the reps against both of those two guys. He's clean. How clean, patient, and assertive he is. There was one mm-hmm. rep in the red zone against Cleveland where he cut Genevieve and Clowney like, late in the play. And even how smooth that looked, the guy just is in total control. Like yeah. he knows exactly what he's trying to accomplish and what he's trying to shut down yeah. on any given play. Uh, his, how smoothly and patiently and easily he's just running guys past the quarterback consistently. Yeah. I mean, it. He was in a class of himself this year as a pass blocker, in my opinion, and that's why I had him first team. This this sounds like it's it's kind of a stupid knock, but what? Larry Tuttle plays for the Texans, by the way. <laughs> Texans, yes, he's he's a very good player on the Texans who don't have a lot of very good players. Um, I think what Tunsil is. Uh, why I you know, this is why I split the hairs on it is that he has ten penalties this season, and that was seven that of was them are false starts. Yes, so which is that always is the thing with him. So that's always. why if if that had been shifted more to if he had six holds, Holdings, then I'd be like, yeah. ah, all right. The fact yeah. that it's seven false starts, there's he only got banged for holding three times, which yeah. that's not terrible. That yeah. was enough where I was like, ah, I'll still give it to him. I I'm he's he's fantastic. So I'm not knocking this one at all because I I think he. It's on the Texans, who not a lot of people are watching their games. Uh, so he kind of gets – all we know him uh, know about him is kind of like the journey to the draft before. Trade and, also, and gas mask bomb. The trade and gas mask. and But it's like, no, they traded for him and gave him that contract, even if it's Bill O'Brien negotiating with him. Th- there was a reason why he got that contract because he is that talented. No, but I, I, how in control he is is really cool. Like can pass sets and everything. So that's a great point. Talk about him. I mean, his recovery. I mm-hmm. mean, there's – when people try to – use an inside spin on him the like just how in control he is and those like counter moves he's such a good player i really I, really like watching him he he has that kind of cla- him and thomas actually have that classic where you picture the, those true tackles i always picture like guys and i always picture like um guys in the 90s like ogden or something like that when they pass it and they kind of do like the the, the arm movements where it's yeah, kind of like they're, yeah. they're like choo-choo training the arms. Like he has that to him. So it's like, I don't know, only like the elite tackles can like do it smoothly. So it's like, I don't know, he has that. So he checks that box as well. Yeah, he's a very, very good player. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions I had, even though Trent Williams missed a couple games, I think you yeah, have to mention his name. And I, same thing with Christian Derrissaw. I think the Christian Derrissaw has had a really, really nice season and he's missed a couple games. He's just one more guy I wanted to acknowledge. Another young guy who's, you know, uh, taking a step this year, I think for sure. Which is good. We always need tackles. No, I, I only one I had for left tackles. We're talking about right tackles. Sex was Trent Williams. So that was the other one on my short list. All right, left guard. Left Who guard. Who you got? First team. Okay. Well, see, I just went old guard. Okay. I've got. <laughs> I got Batonio. Joel Batonio for for Same. the Cleveland Browns. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, just getting always been very good. Like last two three years, gotten even better. I think that. This season, over the last couple of years, I think that he's been the most complete left guard in the, in the NFL. And I yes. think that Quentin Nelson's had a down season. But yep. overall, I think that Batonio has been the class of the position for the last couple he of years. He is. One of, the, one of the coolest things is to watch him. They love doing a long pull with him and, and Teller. But watching him pull out in space is like really fun to watch. Um, that size, oh, he's huge too, man. Huge. And to be long, able to do that is crazy. Yep. He, he's, he's been outstanding this year and should be awarded for that. That that Browns offensive line is always really fun to watch, but he is – you can watch him play and you can just see dominance 
um, stretches and stretches of that. So I agree with you. I think he is, you know, like you said, with Nelson kind of taking a half step back, I, I think he is the best left, left guard in the game. And he played like it, and he's only getting better. Somehow, some way, just getting better in his 30s, which is awesome. Second team left guard. Second team left guard. I love how I can't remember this. Left guard, I got Joe Tooney. Same. Uh, oh, you do? <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Technician. Uh, just He's one of those, he's so, so high level, you kind of forget about him. Like, you know, like he, cause he doesn't make mistakes. He just, to me, the best pass blocking guard in the NFL, awesome. not named Zach Martin, the best pass blocking left guard in the NFL. And those are like two just, probably best technicians, like yeah. at, at, at former tackles. Yep. It, they, it's yes. so obvious short, when you watch them left, play that they're short arm tackles. tackles. Yes. He's just so incredibly comfortable and in control yep. as a pass blocker all the time. Even missing a couple games, I, I still had to throw him on there because you go watch. I was watching the Tennessee game this morning. Even against Jeffrey Simmons, like in pass protection, it's like this good this dude is just rock solid, man. Oh my god, rock solid hands. Just, how he resets his hands that that's always a big thing. Like when, when, especially when going against a guy like Simmons, who's so powerful and yeah. knocks arms off and blows you back. How he resets is really cool to watch with him. But yeah, second team All Pro, pretty easy one too. I thought those guys were easy. I thought that yeah. that position was particularly easy this year. Center. Oh. Center, we're talking about story of the season, but honestly, probably my offense alignment of the year, Jason Kelsey. And I, I can't tell the season. I think Jason Kelsey has just been outstanding. Uh, I think we all know his leadership ability, his ability to move uh, out in space. Um, I grew up with a center just like him, Jeff Christie with the Vikings, who then went with the Bucks. They play exactly alike, which is really fun for me. Um, but honestly, actually, you know. We'll talk about the second team guy in a sec, which is actually really funny because that's like the second center I grew up with. But honestly, like the best, I think he's this is the best ball he's ever played, which is saying something. This guy's been an all pro guy year after year. He year. is my age. He is 35 years old. Yeah. And he's playing. This is the best he's played. He's he's outstanding. And watching him run and the, what he unlocks in their run game and on top of it, how he can handle himself and pass setting against guys where he has he's a huge mismatch. And he is, he's another technician, but so athletic. But I think this is one of the easiest picks, period, was him as first-team center on this whole list. Him and his brother just – How are those genes? They are. It, like, it's not just that they're great players. It's how unique their dominance is at their mm-hmm. specific positions. Like the way that Kelsey plays and just that – the feel he has and finding space and the ability to improv within the middle of plays and just the sense he has for the game is unlike any other tight end I've ever seen. And then what Jason is asked to do in the run game and how they weaponize his specific skill set is really unlike any center that I've seen. I mean, yes. yes, They don't do one one thing a game. They do it 15 times a game they use it's his unbelievable his to watch yep. and the fact that he's still playing at this level I, yep i mean they're gonna walk into the hall of fame like they mm-hmm. are the best players at their sp- respective positions over an entire generation of football it's unbelievable he, he's it's it, it, how their body types are different which is so funny it's like they're just i know and they just their skill sets are remarkable and just his intelligence for the game it, yeah. it's yeah, he he's real. I'm I'm gonna say it for like the third time, but like he's my lineman of the year. If I just had to pick one guy, it's him because just how he's playing this year and what what he's unlocking and just just that whole Eagles offense is so much fun to watch. But it's just what he does and what he brings to the table is just so tremendous and such a a different level with other guys, especially at the center position. Yeah, they, there's nobody like him, and, and he's playing yeah. as as well as he's ever played. My yeah. second team guy was Creed Humphrey. Yep. No, you want me to say mine? I go. Who's yours? I'm going for Frank Ragnow. All right, Frank, right now is my first honorable mention. 
Okay, yep. And then I have Creed Humphrey as my first honorable mention. And then Eric McCoy. If McCoy was healthy, he was playing very well this year. But I think talking about Jeff Christie, the second center, the second center I grew up with was Matt Burke. And Frank Ragnall is like a splitting image of him. Like it's kind of funny, like for me, and he's from Minnesota originally too. But uh I think just total package center position, size, athleticism, intelligence. He's very astute with their protections. They're so well coached, but he's so good with that. Just the difference he makes. He missed, you know, he was banged up a little bit, but he he has no real weakness. Uh, yeah. He can, he's athletic enough to cut off guys. He can handle giant nose tackles or athletic he's defensive huge. tackles. I mean, it's, for, I mean, his frame and how tall he is as a center, you just don't mover. see that many don't centers with that sort of length. And he's really, really good player. And, and what happens usually when you take a big center, people like the idea of it. And then when they see him practice, like, man, that guy can't cut off anybody. Like, man, <laughs> all he can do it's is down block. interesting this year, though, because there have been some guys, like, watching Pochich play. Pochich, yes. At, at his size for the Browns and how good he's been in the length that he has has yep. kind of made me rethink body types at center with him and some of the other taller guys we've seen at the position. So well, if, it's been a weird you, year for that. If interior guys D linemen get bigger again, well, you might, you might, you that's a good point. No, that's, yeah. why, that's why Jason Kelsey is such an exception. It's like we yeah. went to those kind of 290, 300 pounds guys, pound guys. Well, maybe the taller, longer center is coming back as well. Of course, well, we're not asking Jason Kelsey centers. to reach six, four shades <laughs> no. because he doesn't do that. They just no. blocked out and he loops around. Yeah, I mean, it's around. what Use their ability set. to understand who he is, I think, is yep. a huge part of why he's so good. So I had, I had, Humphrey, I love watching Creed Humphrey play. He's fun. It, the belly and the strength that he plays with and just that body type, he's incredibly strong, but he's so good in space. Like yeah. when they, when they're running screens or just the way he moves combined with the play strength, he's just so fun to watch. Plus, he looks hilarious. I, yes. I support people with that body type succeeding in the world. He, he looks like how picture people picture offense alignment. Like that's that's how so, he looks. It's so yes. true. Yeah. It's so and true. also he throws freaking hundred mile or, uh, mile an hour fastballs on his snaps too. That's the <laughs> other thing. No. Oh, Frank Ragnall, by the way, plays for the Detroit Lions. Yes. <laughs> was, correct. And Green Humphrey is the Chiefs center. <laughs> yes. Joe Tooney is the Chiefs left guard. So <laughs> so we'll try and list these positions off for some of these offense alignment. <laughs> I watching him in the screen game is just so fun for a guy that yeah. built like him to move like that. It is really enjoyable. All right. Right guard. Who you got? First team, Zach Martin. Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. He's still the gold standard. <laughs> he is. I, he, no sacks almost, allowed. No penalties as a pass blocker. It's almost sacrilegious to say. It's like last year I was like, okay, he's starting to kind of take a half step back a little bit. You know, maybe just, you know, like maybe he's not going to be at that level. Well, and then I watched him this year. It's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> You're still, still fantastic. Talk about technician. Never takes a wrong step. Uh, he's, he's the epitome of guard player, interior line play. He, he's how, this is how people must have been when they watch Bruce Matthews, Jake's dad. When they watched him, that's probably how I feel watching. We feel watching Zach Martin. Just everything's perfect. Doesn't miss a snap. Technician, like just smooth and everyone just watches him comes back. Yeah, no one can do it like Bruce. That's how I kind of feel watching Zach Martin. It's like no one can do it like Zach Martin. Easy first team all pick all pro pick for me. He's a Hall of Fame player playing at a Hall of Fame level. I yep. Mean, that's really it. That's second it. team. Second team guard. Oh, Chris Lindstrom. That's who I had as well. You do? Awesome. Yes. He deserves I was texting it. with a couple to couple coaches. Okay. Uh, about for some teams and, and just I wanted to get a sense of it and I had somebody respond to me and said I think he's playing as well as any guard in the NFL right now. Yep. Yep. If he, he is the Falcons, by the way, he's the Falcons. He's the right Falcons guard. Yes. Uh, he is. That scheme too unlocks his athletic what ability they ask as well. Him to do in it. It's That's so what cool. jumps out to me. Yep. Is them asking him to like scoop a shade by himself. 
them asking him to reach a three technique by himself. Like th- how much of a fulcrum he is yep. to one of the best running games in the NFL. I, that's why I just think he should be recognized for it. He should. He, he's beginning of, last year. He was coming along even two years ago. And then beginning of this year, I was like, Oh shit. Like this guy, he's real. It's every snap now, but that's such a great point. How we talked about Jason Kelsey and his athletic ability. That's kind of the guard version of that with Lindstrom. It's, it's, He's just so athletic. It's the, the like you're talking about the reaching and everything. How he can get his head across on guys that do not want them to <laughs> for him to get the, his head across on them, and he does it consistently against good players too. And the he's Washington just, you know, game this year, playing against that yeah. front and playing against Deron Payne the entire day, Payne. and just doing the same shit he does to everybody else. That yeah. that's really impressive. Yeah, no, Lindstrom is a, is a hell of a player, and and all, on top of it, like they're playing the Rams earlier this year, he ran down a. Uh, ran down an interception, a guy on an interception, and it was like the <laughs> fastest offensive lineman moved in the NFL this year, or like the last couple of years, something like that. Um, no, but hell of a player. He keeps coming along. He's only going to get better too. Is is twenty five years old? Yeah, he's only going to get better, and they're going to get better as a team. So I, I'm very excited to see people more kind of put a spotlight on him. They have some pieces. They do. And we'll see what happens with them. But they, so next they, year, we'll see what happens with McGarry. Call. Think they. Declined his fifth year option. Yeah, that one's so interesting. He's and he's been really good in the run game this year. Caleb yep. Gary, their right tackle. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but Jake Matthews is signed to a multi year extension. Jake yep. Matthews, solid as can be as a left That's tackle. Solid. So now you have one of the best right guards in the league. Yep. The Falcons are fifth in rushing DVOA this year, and I'm sure people are like, "How? Watch this it. is part of this partially is how, how. <laughs> an all pro right guard, <laughs> Kyle Pitts." Drake London, they've got some really interesting pieces to build around as a foundation for their offense, and he's one of the big reasons there. All right, right tackle. All right, right tackle for seeing Lane Johnson. Uh, Just so damn good. Um, He's the class. Even missing a couple games, I still feel like he's been so much better than everybody else that he has to be there. He was my gut instinct. He's the Eagles right tackle. Eagles right tackle, yes. yes. (laughs) We're we're getting better at this. Only (laughs) year three. Watching him this year, again, another outstanding player that's playing the best of his career, I think. And just watching how many times Jalen Hurts, when he breaks out of the pocket, seeing how clear the right side is because Lane Johnson has dominated who he's pass protecting that side and just making them pick a lane, pun intended, and controlling that guy is it's outstanding. And at first, he was my first gut choice. Like, okay, that's an easy pick. I was like, oh, he missed some time. And I was like, oh, barely any. We're good. Because <laughs> his level of play this year is just – it's S-tier. And I, I use those terms, and that's how he plays. And just an easy pick, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Uh, he's the best right tackle in the NFL. Yep. Even missing a couple games, I, I still think it's an easy, easy choice. What he does on the backside of run plays – Yep. Like, it's everything. It's how you can leave him on an island as a pass blocker, but also just his athleticism and movement in the run game. He, yep. he is a special, special player. Again, he's a Hall of Fame level talent playing like it right now. Yes. Who's your second team right tackle? And that the play of this guy is why I had one kind of glimmer of hesitation of, of making Lane Johnson first team, but then I came to my senses. But that's Penny Sewell. And... I also had Penny Sewell as my second Watch team. out. <laughs> this guy is amazing. Uh, Watching him play right now, he's you can still you can feel he's, he's still a baby. There <laughs> that you, you see him figuring it out still. And yeah. when you watch him in college, the explosiveness was just out mm-hmm. of this world. Mm-hmm. But now you have that and you see the power and you see the movement skills still. 
but he's starting to refine his game, but yep. it still is like 70% refined. Like yep. when he actually figures all this stuff out, it's going to be crazy how good he is. It's, it's insane. He, he has that, and I'm not, I'm not making this comparison lightly, people. He has that movement ability or play style of Trent Williams where it doesn't look like they're trying sometimes. Yeah, that's exactly right. But they're, but they're dominating. And he, he's the same kind of cut from the same cloth. I mean, they're rare, rare athletes and he's getting better as a technician. Fantastic as a run blocker, pass protector. I tweeted even today, him out in space is still one of the most inspiring sights you'll see in sports. <laughs> Watching a 340-pound man control his body. Like, when you see a normal tackle or offensive lineman in space on a screen, if that corner or DB jukes them a little bit, they're falling on their faces. Uh, like, nine times out of ten. He's resetting himself and slowing down with DBs, with, like, good DBs, like Brisker from the Bears, and acting like it's nothing. It's he, he he's a special talent. He's about to take one of these all pros, first team all pro spots, probably for the next decade. He is a, an incredible player. Like, yeah, like that's exactly right with the movement and what he can yeah. do in space. We knew that what yep. he's starting to do, technician wise, and even, not even just like physical technique, but strategy. Where yeah, strategy. He's, jump, yep. he's jump setting guys. He'll snatch to do a snatch trap guy on somebody. I mean, some of the stuff that he's able to fold into his game now. The game he had against Daniel Hunter earlier this season was really interesting because Hunter is one of the weirdest guys in the league to play against the moves. He tries the tempo he plays with. He's a junk ball pitcher. And so watching a guy in his second season, who's 22 deal with that from a game plan perspective, from a technique perspective, plus the physical prowess that he has, he's going to be a special player. Yeah. And now the the lions have two, in my voting two second team, all pro offensive linemen to build off of like that. It's amazing. On top of the pro bowl left guard that had some injuries this year, but in Jonah Jackson. So Lions got some dudes up there. <laughs> There's no mistaking about it. Tristan Wirfs just was hurt. I mean, yep. I think that he, he absolutely would have been in That's this conversation. Him if and Ramchak were my honorable Just missed more games. So yep. I, think, I think you have to mention Wirfs who's still a, just an awesome guy. An awesome oh, yeah. player. in basketball. Watching last week was so much fun. Cause it was like, Oh Yeah. It makes oh, yeah. such a huge difference when he's in there. <laughs> All right, main event. Let's do it. I mean, first, I don't know what else what else there is to say about the first team quarterback. I think we both will have the same one. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, guys. It's I don't think this is the, one of the easiest selections on this whole list. Uh, anywhere you look at it, team record. Okay. Uh, passing stats, 5,000 yards in 16 games, 40 touchdowns, seventh most passing first downs in a season ever through 16 games. Uh, QBR of 77, seven points better than Josh Allen at second. EPA per dropback. I know some of you guys don't know what EPA is. It's really good, 0.28. So uh, laps the league in that. First in pass success rate. Uh, first in uh, Football Outsiders, DYAR. Football Outsiders does an effective yard stat, basically like – Kind of saying like what who if you got lucky or not on your on, on your yards. I'm just I'm shoehorning this in there. He's nearly at six thousand yards in that metric, five hundred more than the person in second, which is Tom Brady at fifty five hundred. So he's he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. And playing at that level, I think he's not easily the first team all pro, but my MVP pick, spoilers, for when we do that show as well. One of my my favorite things about him is when you look at obviously the passing numbers are insane. It's just that negative plays not existing. Mm-hmm. So he's dead last in the NFL in sack EPA generated negative sack EPA. No, no, he's dead. He's dead last in the NFL among players that have played a full season. Because all and the sacks are like two yards. It's like negative one yard, negative two yards or something. He has more 
scramble EPA generated than sack EPA lost. <laughs> there are only two players in the NFL that have done that this season. It's him and Josh Allen. Yeah. And that's why Josh Allen, one of the reasons Josh Allen is my second team all pro quarterback. Josh Allen is also my second team all pro quarterback. This was that, hard. This I was think hard. there are a lot of options here. Walk me through why you ended on Josh Allen. Oh, man. It, it was. Let me get to my list, litany of stats that I have prepared for this podcast. Okay. Um, it's not even just about value, and that's why there's most valuable player and everything, and uh, with the team and what he does. But Josh Allen and that offense, he is the offense. As what far he's as asked as, to do is it's incredible. what does it. He's the whole offense. It's a single wing quarterback, like an old school single wing offense quarterback that also throws the ball. And you can just watch him play and you can tell it like that. He's one of the best runners at any position, uh, like mm-hmm. uh, just watching him and also just with the metrics as well. Um, you just look at the stats as well. Second EPA per drop back. Doesn't drop that much when you just go to EPA per attempt. Him and him as a scrambler is insane. He has 55 scrambles this year. 47 of them have been successful. So uh, 43 designed rushes, and he's over 50% success rate on that, which is absurd. Second in QBR, so, you know, second in passing success rate. The only guys above 50% pass success rate this season are Mahomes, Dak, and Josh Allen. And so, yeah, he's Captain Chaos or Professor Chaos. He does all that stuff, but he is he's playing incredible. We got a little bored with him, we being just a collective NFL fandom. Um, maybe a little bored with him in the middle of the season, but if you kind of take that step back and actually watch what he's doing, it, it's amazing. He's, I think after I kind of really dove into this, it's like, yeah, he's my second team all pro and really kind of took maybe a half cut above maybe the other guys. Jalen Hurts has been awesome this season. Yep. What Jalen Hurts has been for the Eagles offense. Ultimately, I think the tiebreaker is Jalen Hurts missing those couple games is That's what enough was. for me. And because of how good Josh Allen has been, Mentioned he's second in the NFL and EPA generated on scrambles. The only player with more is Justin Fields. And Justin Fields is second in the amount of value lost in sacks. Right. Again, Josh Allen has added more value on his scrambles than he's taken in sacks. You know how hard that is? So to have hard. no element of your game essentially create negative plays for your team yep. combined with all of the positives. Yeah. He has seven hundred and forty six rushing yards <laughs> yeah. this season. He's a huge part of their running game when they need him to be. And you look at the offense that he's in. Stephon Diggs is a great player. He's a great player. Second team all pro receiver for us. Other than that, who are the elite players on the Buffalo Bills offense? That's it. There's no elite guys. Like Deion Dawkins is good. And that's, that's, he's a solid left tackle. Mitch Morris is a solid center. And that's where you're sitting at. I know. He's asked to do so much within that offense. And it's, that's and not he, even grading and he on answers that much it. of a curve. Yes. It's they not even grading on that much to, of a curve. They He's ask him to do every all this, number. and he does it. <laughs> that's that's what's crazy. It's not like they ask him to do it. It's like, man, uh, that's a little too much for this guy. It's like, no, he answers the call every single time. It, it, that's what makes Josh Allen Josh Allen. Joe Burrow is right there for me, too. That, those I are my mean, two I nominations. Mean, I think that Hurts mentions. and Burrow are right, yep. right there. Yep. And, as, and when I sat down, I thought it would probably be one of those guys when I sat down to do it. And then you just start, one, looking at the numbers, but two, just think about watching the Bills play yeah. and think about how central he is to everything that's happening. And Joe Burrow is fantastic, but mm-hmm. talk about that T. Higgins stat I just mentioned. Those guys are winning for him. Right. The, the, the Bengals have probably the best pass-catching core in the NFL. Yes. The Eagles might be second. 
The Eagles have, we just talked about it, two first-team all-pro offensive linemen plus a bunch of other really good ones. Yes. What Josh Allen is asked to do for the Bills, I think, is just different than what those guys are asked to do for their teams. Yep. And even if it's close, I just think that gives him a little bit of an edge on those two guys. I agree. And th- that's that's the discussion with some of this is that oh wait, you talk about like player like so like, say if you're making the argument for like Lamar, uh, not this year, but just in a general year, and sometimes the stats don't you know build up to everybody else's, but you're like, well, watch him. He's just the whole team. Josh Allen's the same way, but the stats show it and they yes. win games. It, that's no matter the argument, the eye test, the how much he's how valuable it is for the team, or just the underlying stats and metrics, it's just yeah, that that's where I ended up being with him. I my other top my other guys were Hertz and Burrow, just like you. Those were the four I really considered. Well, Mahomes really I should say three considered for this this final spot. Um, but no, I, I just think Josh Allen has played at such a high level and that maybe the the elbow injury and some kind of some of the shine came and came off, but it's like, no, he's still playing. <laughs> he's still really freaking good guys. It's just that, you know, sometimes we kind of lose our way in the, the stretch of the season. But when you take that step back and look at this, it's like, man, Josh Allen is just playing fantastic. That's why he's my second team. And really, I felt I felt really good about it. Just like you said, once I started diving into these numbers, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is really it. So PFF does big time throws, right? Oh, God. Okay. Sure. He, he has 41, which leads okay. the NFL. Tom Brady is second with 34. Tom Brady has 180 more pass attempts than Josh Allen. Right. He is his big Tom time Brady throw has two scrambles this year. <laughs> his big time throw percentage is seven point two. No other full time starter is above five point seven. It's Geno Smith. That's absurd. It the yeah. splashes plus yeah. again overcoming the negative plays. Yes, the, the idea that he's the scrambles are more valuable than the sacks. Look at how many sacks Joe Burrow has taken over the course of the season. Joe Burrow is fantastic, but the overall value created, I, I just think that Josh Allen wins this when you combine it with what he's asked to do within the offense. That's why I want to bring up the passing success rate. It's not a, like you're saying right there, just the scrambles and the sacks. It's avoiding the negative plays. It's staying on schedule. He's become a, a monster of efficiency on top of being Mr. Explosive. That's a dangerous player, and that's how he's played this year. That's not a mistake. Success rate is not a mistake over time because you have to maintain it, and it's never dipped. He's just been head and shoulders above a lot of other other quarterbacks along with Mahomes, so that's why he should be rewarded for this. I do. The one argument against him would probably be that he has – put the ball in harm's way a yeah. lot this season, more than he has in years past. Chaos, but baby. I think in the <laughs> aggregate, what yeah. what he gives you playing yeah. that way, the numbers bear it out. It is mm-hmm. ultimately a demonstrative positive. So I'm totally fine in the overall equation, the overall yes. recipe of what Josh Allen is coming out on the other side and giving this to him. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. right. I thought that felt good. <laughs> we had more overlap than I really expected. Like, because a couple of these, I was like, ah, oh, maybe this might be an outlier here. But yeah, Lins like Lindstrom and Lindstrom. I mean, guys like that, I think, is a little bit surprising. I assume with defense, it might be a little bit different. Which, yes. by the way, if you guys are ready, you should go listen to the defensive version of this show that should be available in your podcast feeds right now. In the meantime, really appreciate you guys listening. Please check back for our wild card weekend previews later this week we're doing two we're gonna do an afc preview and an nfc preview we are not going to be streaming those live because we're doing two shows and doing it in kind of a weird format so those will be available as podcasts moving forward but that's it and then another quick reminder 
two wildcard recap shows. Those will be live on our YouTube page Saturday night, Sunday night. We'll sleep in March. It's playoffs, baby. Yeah, it's fine. That's We're a- ready to go. I am very, very excited. These are fun shows to do. The playoffs are here. The playoffs are my favorite stretch of the season doing the show. So cannot wait for you guys to hop on with us for that. In the meantime, really appreciate you guys listening. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not. Please subscribe to The Athletic if you have not. Theathletic.com slash football show. And please, if you would, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. I would love if we could get 2,000 reviews by the end of the season. We're at like... 1935 or something like that by the time we get to the super bowl let's get there if you like the show and you've enjoyed the show over the last three years it's been three years now uh let us know i would really appreciate that it would mean a lot to me personally if if you went and did that so please keep that in mind for now really appreciate you guys listening we'll talk to you soon this was the athletic football show